All right, what's up, team? Welcome back to episode seven of Beautiful Dust Specs. How you guys doing out there in the world of your dusty speckiness, you tiny, itty-bitty, awesome things you starting to see, you starting to feel and hear about how amazingly, epically awesome you are, that if you take the science that we're spitting at you here and you internalize it, it's all the motivation you'll ever need. Dive deep into the universe, peel back the layers, you're going to peel back some pretty awesome stuff, starting to see that you are this amazing, weird, wild, and wonderful, wonderful machine. 37.32.7 trillion cells that's what you are and each of those cells require cellular energy they do some processes so that's what we're going to do today we're going to talk about this awesome world of energy and why it is mind-bending so first off before we get started here it's been a cool week we made the new and noteworthy section so that's an exciting thing we're still up there uh if you got a second and you're really digging what i'm throwing out here if you could write me a little review on itunes that would be great helps me get the word out not for you know gains of money or anything like that just to get the word out to reach more people to get more feedback to keep this thing rolling along uh speaking of other podcasts give a quick shout out to my buddy eric tivers at adhd rewired he's got an awesome show over there especially if you have any kids or yourself or anyone you know who has issues with adhd it's a great resource and he reached his 100th episode he's at the what's hot section right now so the dude's blowing up takes a lot of energy to run these podcasts so let's get going with this you know speaking of energy adhd right who these kids got all kinds of energy every time we talk about adhd someone's like that's an energized person man i wish he could just blow off some energy man that kid just has too much energy you know, in the yoga world, we're always like, oh, I dig his energy, man. Good energy. That's what we're talking about. You know, energize your arm and reach back and fill your body. Yeah, 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 right. All right. What is energy? Energy is the stuff that can transfer or convert to other objects. All right. It's in, in physics. It's what makes matter move. It's what does work. Work is a technical term. It's not what you have to go to on a Monday. It means, you know, movement in essence. And this energy breaks down the weird, wild world of energy that's out there. All of it that you can imagine breaks down either into potential or kinetic energy and it comes in all different shapes and sizes you know thermal mechanical electrical magnetic those are all the different kinetic ones kinetic means movement actually moving and transferring from point a to point b where potential you understand what potential means like you have a lot of potential meaning you're not there you have a potential to go from a to b but that a is strong so that's what it all is and it transfers back and forth we know it transfers and we know that all of the energy that's out there all of it came from the Big Bang that we talked about in our love episode. When that original singularity expanded, matter and energy was this primordial soup. It was not distinguishable between the two of them. And then all of a sudden, it diverted into mass and energy. Matter and energy, okay? Matter, think of like atoms. Energy, think of energy. Think of it, it's what moves the matter. It's, it's really hard to get into. It's, it's, I, I need to get more smarter people around me to really get me to group this. But it's what you can transfer between two massive objects. Push your hands together, and that hand moves to the left you're transferring energy to make the matter move we call it energy that's what we give it we're human we're amazing we take the world around us and we give it names through this wonderful world of language and we study it and we look at it you know it's one of those things did we discover energy or did we create it or did we discuss it you know it's like did we discover math or did we create math i don't know that's the awesome power of being you but we know all of this came from the big bang because of my yeah, well, my, my new favorite law you, you have to have a favorite law if you don't have a favorite scientific law do a little bit of research and and hang on to one it used to be the laws of motion i was like the third one's pretty cool for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction i was like boy that's like profound now i kind of dig the laws of thermodynamics especially the second one which we're not going to get too into right now we're going to spend more time with the first one first one states that all matter and energy cannot be created or destroyed it can only be transferred so that's pretty amazing to think about so all of it 
this energy that is all around you, that surrounds you and binds you. Yes, that was a little Yoda for you there. You know, Yoda was very into this stuff, and it's almost like the Force. It's not that far off. It's this crazy, weird, wild, wonderful world. I'm looking to my left right now. It's daytime. The entire globe on one half right now is illuminated with this amazing thing of sunlight. That sunlight is energy in the form of a photon. So this energy that's all around us is what it is. And if you can't create it nor destroy it, where does the cellular energy come from? Where is the thing that energizes your machine? That's what you are. You're a tiny little machine that has these 32.7 trillion working parts and each of them need energy. Where do they get it? They get it from the sun and not directly, but indirectly. So you sitting here in this chair, in this car, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you are alive. You are energized by sunlight. Not only are you a creature made up of interstellar debris, you're also energized by the same stellar stuff. What? That is awesome. So when you sit here and you're in this world and you're going around and you're going to listen to the rest of this podcast, remember, you're alive. You're here. You're this battery. You are charged up and you're charged up from the sun. So this little ball, this huge gravitational ball that's out there that, you know, way long time ago, five billion years ago, was a huge cloud of gas and dust like we talked about. And this potential energy, this fundamental force called gravity started to take this, started to get this potential energy to come on in. And it started to compress this thing down. You know, and potential and kinetic are pretty cool stuff. You think of like a, so you're going to throw a baseball. You hold on to the baseball. You rear your arm back, twist your body, your core, your hand. You lean into your back foot. Before that ball goes, you're building up. It's you're building up all this potential energy that you're going to soon turn into mechanical. You're going to actually transfer that energy from your body into the ball, and you have more mass than the ball, and you're going to accelerate the ball, and you're going to throw it. You don't even get me started on how cool it is that, like, the nuclear magnet, or not nuclear, the, what is it called, neuromuscular pathways of this, that you can just, like, take a ball, look at something, throw it, and get a pretty good estimate of how hard, how arc, how intense, like, you have to actually throw this thing to get it to hit your dad's mitt. So when you go play catch, you know, you just play catch, but it's... It's pretty cool that you can do this, and some can do it way better than us. So that potential energy gets transferred. It can't; it's not created nor destroyed. Some of it's lo- most of it's lost as you throw this ball to your dad. Right? That's an amazing thing to think about. So we get back into this stuff, and we always—I always laugh at my students because they love these comic book characters, and we love all this. And I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm reminded of Street Fighter. I'm a little little older. Street Fighter is actually coming back out. You know, Ryu used to have that huge ball of flame that he could throw, be like a rocket, and he'd chuck this thing, and it's—you know—you were like, whoa. Ball of fire and then somehow you could like lean in with your back and like block it and you'd be okay from this ball of blue flame coming at you but if it hit you square on without leaning on your back you'd fall backwards and lose a little power right or do like a spinny jump kick or jump over it whatever but it's not that crazy you pull back with that hand and that abs and those those legs and the bodies and all the muscles going in you're like building it up you're like and you chuck the ball and it goes forward It, it transfers it moves through these processes of energy and that energy that is moving the ball is transferred from the sun you're throwing that ball with starlight what yeah so think about it you can't create nor destroy it it can only be transferred so this ball that compressed downwards right gravity started to push and compress this thing down as the cloud got more dense as it got more dense it got more mass newton's laws state that the more mass you have the more gravity you have so it's this perpetual proportional relationship so as the mass and density increased the gravitational forces increased a lot of potential energy and that was transferred into this it's the gas laws if you compress a chamber of gas it heats up it gets much hotter because the atoms are moving at a much faster rate and interacting more rapidly in essence transferring more energy into more different things 
thermal, really, you know, and it, and it heats up. So what happens is the and enough gravity, enough matter, really, generates enough gravity, which generates enough forces to get this energy to transfer into the atoms that when that two little teeny hydrogen atoms, which is like one Lego in the in the periodic table, right? It's 98% of all mass and matter in the universe is hydrogen, and it compresses it. It can now hit with such an incredible force once that sun hits 10 million degrees Kelvin, it'll ignite thermal nuclear fusion. It will fuse the atoms together. So it'll smush, it'll crush at incredible rates hydrogen into helium, which is like, you know, it'd be like taking one Lego and then smushing together four. It's a bigger, heavier element. Not all of the energy can be transferred there, but it's not, it doesn't disappear. It doesn't go into the ether. The sun is not creating energy. It's transferring. It's converting matter. And the byproduct, the stuff that does not get transferred from the hydrogen into the helium gets released and it gets released in the form of radiation and electromagnetic radiation. In essence, we can call a photon. A photon is light. Think of photo. It's this little particle that is both a particle and a wave. It's amazing. It's like ripples in a, in a, in a, in a bath, right? So the sun is going to just continuously generate these, just compressing them over and over and over and over again. And the starlight that you're seeing outside, that is an infinite amount of photons. Incredible. I did some research. Brian Cox was enlightening me on this. The sun releases 1 times 10 to the 45 photons per second. All right. If William Herschel calculated this a long time ago of how much energy is emitted from the sun in every single second, it's 400 million, million, million watts of energy. A watt is is like a light bulb, in essence. And that's, an, that's more energy. That's a million times more energy than the USA produces every year. So the sun is emitting crazy, copious amounts, 150 kilo, kilowatts of energy every single second. And just staggering amounts of energy. And this thing collides, and it goes on this realm. So you just go out and you see, like, hey, it's daytime. Cool. That is a collection of photons that generated in the sun millions of years ago, possibly thousands, hundreds, millions, most of them millions, then radiates out of the photosphere when it finally rides a convection current up to the top of the sun and it gets you know, emanated. It releases from the sun because it's it's got energy and it's going to go on a journey. It's going to go on this 93 million mile journey at 186,000 miles per second and it's going to collide with our planet and it gives us illumination. It gives us light which is cool we like light light is amazing really why is light amazing is because you feel the heat you feel that energy that it generates in you it's thermal energy it that thermal energy can be transferred into things and create reactions what reaction am i talking about i'm talking about photosynthesis people this amazing thing that we never give enough prep to we never do this i tell the kids we introduce ecology this this semester and we write down like give me all the living things you can imagine like 90 percent of them are animals we love animals they're like oh they're fuzzy they're cuddly okay we're never like most people don't most kids don't get stoked on botany sadly because it's it we don't we should i didn't until recently now i'm like oh my god i go outside and i high five trees all the time yeah go outside high five a tree high five the grass the grass is even more important it's like everywhere it's like the most abundant thing out there we never realized that the ant the plants like outnumber us like a gajillion to one a staggering amount why should you high-five that tree? It's because that tree is sucking in the energy. It's starting this process through these ecological food chains that is going to allow you to put stuff into your face that you call food and turn it into chemical energy that allows you to be you, that allows you to do all the wonderful things that you love. So this photosynthesis is amazing. It mixes with the second process called cellular respiration. And I've been told I'm getting a little too sciencey for the average consumer here, but it's not that... It, break it down. What this is, photosynthesis, 
photosynthesis in the most comp- simple way takes place in the leaves. It takes place in the chloroplast because it has chlorophyll, which is why it's green. You know, it's you know, there's some cool things about why they try and figure out on an evolutionary standpoint why were the why were the plants green. I've heard both that it was good, and I, now I just recently heard it was bad, so I won't drop too much on that. But let's break down the equation really rapidly here. Photosynthesis is CO2 plus water hit with sunlight in the chloroplast, and what comes out is C6H12O6, which is simply glucose. It's sugar. Sugar is, you think of sugar, like, dude, that kid's got, he's on like a sugar high, bro, and he's like, yeah, and then he crashes because that's chemical energy. He's converting it in his mitochondria, which we'll talk about in a second. The other byproduct of photosynthesis is sugar, and then it's oxygen. So CO2 is the noxious stuff that comes out of your face. You know, you should listen to a podcast called The Space Episode from Radiolab, and it talks about this. Uh, it talks about a astronaut who was trapped outside this Mir space station in all these crazy ways. This poor dude was thinking he was going to die. One of the gnarliest ones was his own breath was going to kill him. He was going to die of CO2 asphyxiation. Remember the Apollo 13 movie with Tom Hanks with the square peg and the round hole? Silly NASA. You know, it, it's a real. It's it's toxic. It makes you it makes your muscles, your heart beats at such a rate that it literally start it stops. It, it goes into arrhythmia and, and it's over. So, anyways, I digress. The CO two is toxic, but the plants love it. You're like ah, you exhale, and the pl- the plants are like yeah, give it to me. They breathe it in. They they respirate it into their system through their stomata. These cool little things that open and close at night and day, getting the CO two in, and then they suck up the H two O from the from the ground through their roots through this amazing process of capillary action. Where do a whole episode on water because water is epic and then it's slam it gets hit by these photons and it jumps up and down through photosystem one and two and it in essence churns a generator it the electron hit with these photons will literally like turn a generator like the same thing that's in your car engine and out of this will come the sugar. That sugar will then be utilized. It will then be taken to what's called the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cells every kid has ever. It's like the one they remember, like, oh, the powerhouse. Yeah. There you go, Jack. He's my student. I told him I'd shout him out one day on this and tell him all about the powerhouse. So there you go, Jack. Powerhouse of the cell. Karina as well. All right. So respiration, cellular respiration then is going to take place. So this 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 photosynthesis process has created, has taken CO2 and turned it into, and, and water, and turned it into usable sugar and oxygen, people. The air that we breathe, right? The stromatolites 3.2 billion years ago were the reason, this process of photosynthesis is the reason why you have breathable air, why the air around you allows you to do this, that you breathe in. But have you ever wondered why do you breathe? I didn't even know this. I didn't really think about this through all my years of science until I was talking about it with some fellow colleagues. You breathe in, really. I don't know why it didn't occur to me, because it's simple, and I studied this and passed the test, but cellular respiration. Respiration. You breathe. So you need the oxygen. You're breathing in the O2 to generate energy. You breathe so you can have chemical energy. So the process of cellular respiration will take place in the mitochondria. That oxygen will mix with that sugar. And I, again, this is too simple, you know, mixing all this. Let's just think of it that way. The, the reactants are O2 plus the glucose. And then it goes through this, of this process of the Krebs cycle. And out comes the byproduct. The waste product is CO2. And then your body will diffuse it into your bloodstream and exhale it. And the plants will be like, thank you. And then they'll do their process. And, as, and then you'll... 
it's just amazing. It's just a circle. The the equations almost parallel one another. They go forward and backwards. Oh man, that's just epic. So the oxygen and the sugar mixed together generate CO2 plus some water, and the other byproduct is ATP, adenosine triphosphate. All right, and that's energy. That is the biological energy currency. It actually is what kind of allows your muscles to relax. It's pretty wild as it transfers between ATP and ADP. We're not going to get into the Krebs cycle. Oh man, I remember those days. Those were those were tough days in the bio world. So that's what it is. It's the energy that this stuff is. So that's in essence why you're you're, you're fueled by the sun. And it's just this amazing thing. I'm soon going to on this show want to dive into when I ask people what is your most astounding thing you've ever studied and you've ever learned. That, that's the goal of this. You know, I want to get these weird, awesome people to tell me these things to get this stuff going. And I would have a hard time not answering that question with this process. I, I'm getting really into astronomy and physics the older I get, but I'm a bio guy. I love bio. My dad got me into bio at the youngest age. You know, all this stuff got me. I've been into science for as long as I can remember, and it's okay. I can also not, I'm also not a weirdo. I can talk to girls and like remember. You can be a total jock, and you can be a normal functioning. You, you don't have to be like a lab coat with glasses all the time, and that's not insulting people with lab coats and glasses whatsoever. It's just the media always personifies someone who's into science as this like not jockey person you can be whatever you want to be you can be a nerd and a jack you can be a nerd jack or a knock or a jerd whatever the heck you want to call yourself just be you because this is what it's doing you're taking this energy you are this energy ball for an only teeny tiny bit of time what you choose to do with that energy is it i choose to be into sports and to love science to, with every fiber of my being so really quickly, this process of ecology is what gets me stoked on bio. It's what gets me pumped up. It's what makes me want to teach it and scream it from the rooftops to my students. You're energized by sunlight because of the food chain, because you're surrounded by this world of autotrophs, these things that can produce energy. They're called the producers. They're at the bottom of the food chain. That's the plants, the grasses, the, the there's some, there's a little bit of fungi and bacteria, a lot of, mostly it's protists. It's actually mostly in the, it takes place in the ocean. They can eat the sun. They they literally eat it, right? You ever wonder if like the tree likes it? I wonder if it has like different flavors of sunlight. Like, man, Billy, Billy, this sun, this sun is delicious today. And Billy's kind of like a pessimistic tree, and he's like, oh man, I don't know. It's, I kind of like the overcast ones a little better. It's a little less intense for me. And you know, Jimmy's like, bro, like this sun is delicious today. You know. And then Susie's over there, like, what are you doing, Susie? Well, I got I got to cut back a little bit. I'm, in, you know, she's in the shade. <laughs> you get it? She's dieting. Uh, it doesn't really work that way, but it's just fun to think about. So, anyways. These trophic pyramids, these trophic levels, the food chain, the producers at the bottom will suck up the sunlight and generate this this sugar, this chemical energy, and it's going to make it to you. You can either eat those producers, you can eat a salad, you can eat the leaves, or there's the primary consumers, the ones who eat the greens. They'll eat those 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 uh, autotrophs, internalize some of that energy. Most of it gets wasted in other processes. Then the secondary consumers will eat the primary, the tertiary eat the secondary, and the energy will proliferate, will accumulate upward. It'll be lost mainly. Most of the time it's lost because over 50% of the energy you take in from your body gets expelled in the form of poop. It's wasted. It turns into heat and it's radiated through your body through the just being a thermal creature running hot. And then also you poop most of that out. The vast majority of the food you eat comes out your backside, right? That's incredible. That's kind of wasteful. Come on, nature. What are you doing? Not cool. Anyways, so these go and this, this thing goes. So if the energy comes into the bottom and gets transferred to the top... 
It was started as sunlight. It started as a photon generating it into the process, you know, energizing. That energy from that photon was transferred into the electron as it hopped up and down and got excited. And I forgot the other word. I'm not the most chemistry-laden person on the planet. And it turns this generator and just it pumps out ATP. It pumps out glucose, which can then be turned into adenosine triphosphate, which is the biological energy. So that's you. You're sitting there, this creature, that you just have to find food. You have to go out there and choose to just take this energy and shove it into your face hole and chew it, and your body will just break it down. I just ate a can of sardines, four eggs, and some sweet potato chips because I got done with my sweet CrossFit workout. I was doing all that. You know, it was low energy. I got to refuel. I got to put more stuff into my body, and my body will build it. It will take it in. I mean, ponder that, right? Ponder digestion. You just shove stuff in. You're like, take that burger and just ram it into your face and chew it and then swallow you're like that one's delicious next i'm still hungry and your body's just going to break it down it's going to take the macromolecules the proteins the carbs the lipids the nucleic acids you know the fat the pro the carbs and the protein and turn it into what it needs to be turned into including turning it into more dna it's going to turn it into more stuff you don't have to think about it your body will just do it so that's just awesome you know that's what gets me so pumped up there's so many great stories of this and i challenge you to dive into these appreciate the ecology of everything because that's what it is we're all out there every creature on the planet has been given these you know given or received really through evolution these structures these these that have given these functions all creatures have to be able to eat and reproduce that's the biological essence of all things and it all it's all based on these on these food pyramids the more producers you have the more biodiversity you have that permeates up my favorite story that i've ever heard of this it's an amazing ted talk i, I learned it on ted radio hour it's called the all all things connected episode highly recommended recommended it's one of my top three episodes of all time i'd say that one the radio lab about apocalyptica when the dinosaurs went down and then that radio lab space one i was telling you about is just they're awesome they're amazing shows i i, I don't know they're amazing this guy talks about the Japanese whaling, and he talks about how the Japanese were validating their ability to whale because they were saying that if we get rid of the top predator, if we get rid of the tertiary, even quaternary consumer of these huge whales, there'd be more food for the little fish and less little fish would be eaten, and then therefore the you know fish would increase and the fishermen be happy they'd make more money. Turns out they were dead wrong. The, the ecosystem was starting to collapse. People weren't catching anything. The, 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 the biosphere was collapsing. So the whales played a role, and it turns out that they play the most, one of the most vital roles. We talk about this in school. It's, a, it's one of my favorite units to talk about. Apex predators, there's a trickle-down effect, and it turns out it's just so amazingly gross. The whale goes down deep. These blue whales go down, and they eat massive amounts of krill. I mean, it's tons of krill. You can think about how big they are and how little krill are. Just crazy amounts of these things. They're like little, little insects of the, of the, of the, of the, of the ocean. And what happens is as they do that, they eat all that krill in the deep, and then they come on up to get air. And as they come up into the air, they poop. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They create these huge clouds of, they call them fecal blooms. And the guy's got this amazing British accent. He's like, huge clouds of whale poop. <laughs> It's just so awesome. And what it turns out is that's an energy. That's fertilizer. That's nitrogen. That's what we need. It's like what you throw on your plants. So what that does is this huge fecal bloom on the surface in the phoetic zone, energized by light, stimulates the phytoplankton, phyto, photo, the, the autotrophs, stimulates the phytoplankton to generate photosynthetic processes and then gives that energy to the zooplankton as they eat the phytoplankton. Then the little fish eat the zoo, the medium, eat the meat, the small, the small is the you know big eats the medium and the ecosystem flourishes 
What? An entire ecosystem fueled by huge clouds of whale poop. Oh my god, right? That's just epic. That's all that energy. It's transferred in any way, shape, or form. So that's what this is doing. You're fueled by the sun. You're converting. You're this conversion of energy. You're like a battery. You plug your phone into the wall and you get that energy. That energy transfers into the battery so that you can use it. You can manipulate it and slide and do the apps and do all that stuff and the battery will dissipate. It will slowly sink on down. So that's in essence us. You fuel yourself with your food. So that's what you do. That's why you should take care of yourself. That's why you're trying to do this. We're always trying to like get more energy. We need more energy and energy dense foods and ways to increase energy. We call them calories. That's what we call them. We That chemical energy to us is a cal. So you intake this and that's what your diet should be. I'm not trying, you know, I, I do want this to be part of my fitness world. You know, we intake this stuff. We intake that food into our face and it generates and proliferates with us. That's why I, take care of it. Take care of it. Choose what goes into your into your mouth. Choose what chemical energy you're putting in there to maximize it so that you can live life fast. So you can live life feeling pumped up. I always hate when people are like, I'm on a diet. Like, how you doing? Like, oh man, super tired. Like, but I'm losing weight, bro. Like, I'm, I'm getting shredded. That's not what your diet's supposed to be. Your diet's supposed to make you run through a wall. Your diet's supposed to make you you want to like live and like scream from the rooftops like this life is great that's what we're doing here that's why i put freaking, I don't know, like three to five tablespoons of butter inside my coffee you're like wait stop butter in your coffee yeah lipids have more hydrocarbons than carbs and therefore more energy and therefore i'm more energized y'all and it's just straight delicious thank you dave asprey for popularizing that because it really changed my life anyways so we get this going you get this food in here guys and that's what we're doing you're putting it into your system so that you can channel that sunlight so you can choose what to do with that energy that's given to you from this amazingly interconnected system that's why this is probably my favorite thing these ecological systems this cycle cyclic processes of nature as it goes the circle right elton john style that's probably what my best answer had i don't know it, it's gonna be a toss-up between a couple but that's one of them that this energy just goes it just proliferates over and over and it's like a closed system so you know the energy comes in from the sun but that conversion of it and what gets transferred and goes back and forth it's been here but that's it's all connected it's why we got to take care of these ecological systems and we got to worry about the way we produce our food because it's just simply energy we have to be able to generate enough food to do enough cellular respiration to keep the human population kicking that's just awesome so you know i go back to my yoga world now i know i jump all over the place but you go back to the yoga world and they're always talking about energy and they they maybe use it in a wrong term sometimes it's not i just kind of take it with a grain of salt i do struggle when yoga yogis call it the science of yoga i'm like i'm sorry it doesn't follow the scientific method but i do love yoga it has changed my life it's an amazing thing and it does increase energy because it it stimulates you it, it pumps you up it it, it, it maybe unlocks things it, it gets cellular processes going releases different enzymes and hormones that are designed to catalyze life inside you to get you cell going so dig this before we sign off here you're filled with starlight you are a ball of matter generated from the big bang and these stars and now the sun that star surrounding us is fueling you you are converting energy together go outside run up to your best friend high five them and the energy it's requiring you to run and say what up player and then slap hands and make the clap noise that's all just conversion of sunlight you're you're high-fiving you're turning it into sound oh god that's just epic that you're just fueled by the sun so this energy is inside you we fuel it with the food and the stuff that we do and the choices that we make it pulls it in you're like this big ball of potential energy sit still right now and your bmi is just going to take over 
over. It's like 40 to 70% of the energy inside you is just required to keep your basic metabolic index going, your, your cellular functioning. You know, you have a, I read a statistic that there's enough, if you took all the fat, all the energy stored up in the fat in your body, it's like a one ton battery, a one ton battery. I drive a Chevy Volt and it has a huge battery in it. I don't even know what that thing weighs. That's incredible. This potential energy that's inside you and think of it that way. It's potential people. You can take it and you can channel it. You can take it and decide what you want to do to it. It's like the force. You can take this potential energy that's in you and you can turn it into stuff. You can play sports. You can live fast. You can be, you can move around. You can do things. You can make your mouth move and assassinate vocal cords to make words come out. And you can choose to turn that potential energy into kind words, into happiness, into laughter, into smiles and hugs and, and frowns and really the good, the bad, the ugly of the world. You can turn this potential energy into kinetic. And it's like it will permeate, right? You chuck some positive energy you'll go yogi right you chuck some positive energy at the person next to you it it's kinetic and it slams into them and that kinetic gets converted back to potential and then they slam it out there into the world and it proliferates it continues on and on and on and on and on what it's all connected you can't create nor destroy it you can like share it you're like sharing your energy with the people around you but guys that energy is not going to be here forever sooner or later it's going to cease to flow all the energy that is thrown back and forth it's going to stop you're not going to be able to use it enough to keep you going and this thing ends as you go through life you're degrading that's the sad part of the truth from the second you're born you're moving closer to the end when the energy no longer ceases and and it's beautiful that the energy then will then be put back in it will then be released back out into the ecosystem through the wonderful ecological world of detritivores the, the decomposers of the world and that energy will turn into something else maybe a tree maybe another baby maybe an apple maybe grass maybe just to float around and just be a part of it all but the energy that was you as the conglomeration of me or you is not going to be there so you got to take this energy you got to use it for good you got to get as much of it into your system as possible so you can live fast and you can live kinetically that's what life is man make make life kinetic and dynamic because sooner or later it's not going to continue it so channel it slap it out there throw it out there eat it live it find it do everything you can do and try to do it come into the world come into the room tomorrow and put it in you know put positive energy into the world isn't that weird to think about it's like it's hard not to brass embrace like the woo woo of the whole thing it's you know i'm taking the sunlight and turning it into brain brain chemistry brain you know brain chemicals going around and brain processes it allows me to personify language and in that moment when my mouth is about to open and i'm about to assassinate my vocal cords together those words can come out in like a positive way or it can come out in a negative way positive or negative energy maybe that's what it's all about maybe that's what we're doing when the maybe the yogi's got it right and you throw that positive energy out into the ether and it sticks into people and it proliferates into them so this week go out there eat some food that makes you feel vibrant not makes you not don't don't fix it as much on the taste you know taste is one sense it's more about the chemical processes find whatever makes you happy so you can go out there and you can live fast and if you're feeling low energy just start moving just start going around choose to utilize this energy don't transfer that energy into the couch and into the remote controller all the time that's still good 
good. I love me some Destiny. I love me some Netflix, right? But try and take it and go out there and then share your energy with the people around you and feed off of theirs and keep this system going. Let's make a little ecology of energy of people, little systems upon systems going. Make your little circle, your job, your friends, your family, your, your kids, whatever. Keep that energy flowing in a positive light because you're fueled by sunlight. You're flinging sunlight out into the matter. You're turning sunlight into happiness, and that's awesome. Live happy, guys. Live dynamic. Live kinetic. Enjoy this. Enjoy the fact that you are a ball of star matter energized by the sun because that is epic, and you are epic, and science is epic. So enjoy your week here, people. Stay safe. Stay out of trouble. Keep it real. Keep it clean. Enjoy the ride.